Good evening, and welcome back to Cowpunchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I'm one host, Stu Kaufman. I'm another host, Amy McLeod. Uh, I am a periodic host, and sometimes I'm here. <laughs> Do you have a name, sir? <laughs> oh, oh, crap. Yeah, my name is Pat. There we hey, are. what's up, guys? Good to see uh, you. We, left, we, we shoved him in the punishment shed for last episode. but exactly. uh, <laughs> unacceptable. We, we, we think he's, he's good to come back now. And uh, so it's, once you, it's dark in there. It's very cold. Now that we've invited him... <laughs> Now that we've invited him back, we've we're, we have watched 1971's Red Sun, directed by Terence Young, and starring Charles Bronson, Toshiro Mifune, Alan Dillon, and Ursula Andress. And you know, I I started watching this movie, and I'll be honest, one of the first things that crossed my mind is the lyric from Bare Naked Ladies, which is. Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic, like Sting, I'm tantric, like Sting, who's guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if they, I did, they'd have a samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta say, I was really, 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 really happy with this cast. <laughs> yeah, I know how you feel about Charles Bronson, who looks the way a bottle of early times whiskey tastes. <laughs> And then combine that with the most searing, chiseled-from-rock face that Japan has to offer, yeah. Toshiro Mifune, whom I've loved. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I love Kurosawa films. Ye- I went through a phase where all I did was watch Kurosawa films and eat fried chicken on the weekends. That sounds I, like a great <laughs> use of time. I, I, I kind of want to mm-hmm. try that. And this is why you're a member of this podcast, is you make yeah. all the best decisions. <laughs> you, you give us a lot of good Look, ideas. I, I, look, I recommend it for anybody uh, who has access to chicken and Kurosawa films. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could start a lifestyle blog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with recipes, but first we got to do like a whole a whole lifetime's worth of stories about our cottage to oh. talk about the fried chicken recipe. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know? yes. I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. let me tell you yeah, a story about uh, this one time my husband saw a chicken. And then, you know, our, our children played by the lake where the chickens were. And, well, at the start, uh, well, well, at the start of the quarantine, I'm, I ate, like, like a pile of, like, 15 buffalo hot wings, and I watched Netflix until my butt hurt. <laughs> from the wings or from the sitting? You'll never know. <laughs> I think it was That's both. That's the answer I was hoping for. Oh! <laughs> Well, Amy, you, you, you want to give us the uh, the elevator pitch for this here picture show? Yeah, so um, the quick summary of this is we have a group of bandits who rob a train, uh, but this train is carrying a the Japanese... Japanese? Was it Japanese? Yeah, it was Japanese, yeah. The yep, Japanese yep, yep. ambassador to the U.S. So he's traveling from, I'm assuming, California to D.C. So he's on a train. They uh, rob the train... And in the process, they steal a sword that was meant to come from, what, the Mikado of Japan to our very own United States president. So this, uh, this cannot stand. So we have uh, a samurai traveling with the uh, uh, ambassador. His name was Kuroda Jubei, I believe, uh, who mm-hmm. then enlists one of the bandits who had been left behind, uh, assumed dead 
to track down the uh, bandit leader, get the sword back, and kill him. Oh, well, and, and what I loved about it is that he was... Uh, he vowed revenge because one of the bandits killed his comrade. Yes. Yeah. The other the other samurai. Yes. And, uh, like, he... Yeah, the sword is important, but revenge. Revenge. Oh, it was it was man. Double. And I also liked it was um so the the ambassador gives uh our our good man Kuroda uh a string with like a bunch of knots in it and it's a knot for each day he has to complete this task. So he has yeah. 7 days and I was like, "All right, this movie is amazing. I already mm-hmm. love it." We could just turn it off now, and I'm I'm pleased with how this is. Like we already have, like you've killed a man who is like a brother to me. You've stolen the sword that you know is meant for the president. I'm like, ah, okay, nope. It's a sacred it. gift yeah. from my my emperor to your right. president. <laughs> yeah, the, the inspiration for Nicolas Cage's national treasure. My yes. God, it all makes sense. Oh man, can you imagine? Switch out Charles Bronson for Nick Cage. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, something happened. I <laughs> is is th- is there a problem, Ooh. sir? <laughs> I just that sentence has a biological reaction and, and induces a kind of vomity kind of feeling because cause don't do that. Because <laughs> no, because because don't just please no. Because because please please don't 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 I'm Nick sorry, Cage Pat. me. I'm sorry, Pat. Don't don't Nick Cage me, bro. I didn't mean to <laughs> I didn't mean to put you in a Nick Cage. <laughs> and we're off to the races tonight. Yeah, all right. We're already we're already off the rails. But yeah, I mean, I loved that story hook. Um, oh, our, yeah. Uh, the bandit that we're tracking down, his name was Gauche. Spelled kind of like gouache, like the paint. Mm. I really wasn't sure how uh-huh, to say yeah. it, and they only said his name a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he had a vaguely French accent, I guess. I don't I know. I couldn't tell. Uh, he was a fancy boy. He, oh, he was a fancy he was, lad. Uh, he looked slick his, as hell. His, yeah, he was slick as hell. His face was all. His face was. Uh, I believe we decided his face looked like it could catch a fist pretty well. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I could sink my fist in there. Oh yeah, a couple of times. But also, hey. <laughs> but I will say this: Did he not kind of seem like an anime character? This, yeah, he kind of did. You you could make this movie like, an anime, and it would kick ass. Yes. Uh, I would I would watch it twice again over. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Make get, this a mini series. Get Hollywood on the line. We need to make this happen. Oh, I I gotta say I missed the part at the beginning about the knots in the rope because I was just so thrilled to see Toshiro Mifune and Charles Bronson like in the same screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was literally standing up and cheering because here's the thing. You sent the link. You're like, this is the one. Because I failed on picking the other one, uh, which will go unnamed, but perhaps <laughs> it'll be in a future episode. Oh, yeah. Mystery and episode. The mystery is The lost episodes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so Stu sent this along, and I just played it, and I was like, all right, let's see what I'm getting into. I like to approach things cold and have the full experience. Uh, uh, <laughs> when I saw it in the, I might add, digress, amazing typeface, yeah. yes. that it was Charles Bronson... And Toshiro Mifune, I was standing up cheering. And every time I saw him on screen, I believe I stood up, put my arms in the air and said, Yes! Yes! <laughs> so good. It was so good. Yeah, and I also liked, so, you know, um, 
Charles Bronson, his character Link, um, they revive him, which I'm like, Link, where's, is he going to find Zelda? What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, but He's going to knock, Link... knock over pottery. <laughs> right. Breaking pots, <laughs> cutting grass. For hearts. Um, right. <laughs> Got to get that tribe. Breaking these pots. Yo. Um, Look, looking for triangles in the desert. Yeah, man. That's where I'd hide one. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it worked for the Egyptians. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. You found the Triforce. Sorry. No, it's the the pyramids of Giza. How did we not see uh, this? To me, they just always called them Triforce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole re- the way they get Link to help, because really, what's his motivation? Why would he want to lead this vengeful uh, samurai back to his bandit buddies? Well, because I think he even says, like, I'm not going to help you. Like, why would I do that? And he's like, well, if I fail in my mission, I'm going to cut your head off before I then kill myself. So, you know. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, okay, I see. I see what you're doing there. Well, the way it's presented, I thought, was even was was, was really great because he, he presents it be like, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Toshiro is, is basically says, like, you know, if I, I fail this mission, I'll have to commit, you know, uh, seppuku. And then, like, Charles Brunson says, well, I'd like to see that. And yeah. then it's just be like, still still nothing in it for me. And then and then he follows up, well, I'll, I'll cut your head off before I do that. All right, that, no, that I'm not so much into. Yeah, it's like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm somewhat invested in your success now. <laughs> oh, man. And, like, essentially... You know, Charles Bronson just wants to get paid, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, he just wants his share. And I just, and and that's I think was his main motivation through the whole movie was that uh, you just you know get money, get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because he was trying to get um, Kuroda to be like, like you know, like don't just kill him right away. Like I need Gosh alive long enough to know where the heck he stashed the money. Because, like, I don't give shit about your sword. You can take your sword. And you can kill him, too, if you want. But, like, I gots to get my money. Uh, $20 gold and it's piece. it's going to take him a full day because he's got to uh, uh, take Ghosh to the hiding spot just to confirm it. Because this guy's a slimy anime character. Oh, yeah. One of those guys that uh, has a... His, uh, a glow, uh, his trigger that. finger cut out of his, out his fancy leather gloves. Holy shit. And a hat... That he liked to dramatically, I'd assume in an anime, oh, yeah. look out from under while it goes whooshing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're only missing the shushing there. I mean, just just barely. That guy was the coolest villain. Yes. He had that smooth villain shtick down pat. Like, every bit of movement that he made was like, I'm a bad dude, and I love it, and I look amazing at it. <laughs> He was a handsome man. Absolutely. I was going to say, speaking of beautiful and good looking, man, the cinematography in this movie Holy was shit. beautiful. This movie was so good. It was a it was a box. Oh. You know, we didn't have one postcard moment. We had the whole box. <laughs> <laughs> we had an album of postcards from like Ansel G. Dam Adams. <laughs> right. Exactly. Did he did he shoot this film? Oh, for real. The, the, there was a scene. Uh, where they are uh, in the movie Red Sun, right? Mm-hmm. There's a scene where they're walking across uh, one of the many vistas. Uh, we, do we know where this took place? Is this in New Mexico? Uh, they don't. They never specify. It because it, it could have been. It looked like Wyoming. 
It looked like Montana. It was Spain. But... <laughs> Not even kidding. It was Spain. <laughs> it was Spain? It was oh, Spain, dang it. Yeah. Spain. Oh, hey, leave it, leave it to Spain. Um, but they had a dissolve where it was, they were walking across the ridgeline and they, the dissolve was a sunset. Yes. But the red sun was freaking framing Toshiro Mifune. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, so good. you brilliant, brilliant cinematographers. Like, this is done on film. That took a lot of planning to do that dissolve. Well done, you guys. It, yes. it wasn't my po- it wasn't my postcard moment, but there was another one, uh, a scene similar that just like showing you the the, the beauty of the of the landscape, and it was uh, Mifune on horseback, and it reminded me of like some of these ink wash paintings you sometimes see out of Japan, oh just the God. samurai horseback, Beautiful. silks oh. flowing floating in the breeze, close runner up for my rippling postcard muscles. Moment. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was it looked like a Renaissance painting this entire film and I don't know exactly how they did that because it was just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I I liked I mean this movie had so much going for it. I loved the sort of odd couple, buddy cop aspect of Charles <laughs> yeah. Bronson and. Oh, at times yeah. it got zany. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I did. loved that. I was like, is this the inspiration for Shanghai Noon? Like. <laughs> but this it's, is much better. Probably might have been. <laughs> but it's so good. Man. I can't remember the plot of Shanghai yeah. Noon. Well, it's it's a western, so we'll have to watch it one day. But uh, yeah, it's on the list. Oh yeah, that's that's on the list as well as uh, uh, what is the one with Will Smith? Wild 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 West. Wild Wallace and uh, Back to the Future Part Three. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got to do we got to do those. But anyway. back to this movie, yeah. the, the, the buddy cop element of it. There was a I have in my notes um, when they were when they were I think when they were like tumbling down one of the many yes. hillsides. Yes. I, I wrote down maybe yakety sax would have been more subtle use of music. <laughs> oh yeah, some of the music was like very zany. I was like, whoa, is this a Looney Tunes cartoon? What is it definitely happening? had that that kind of like little bit of xylophone in there. Just be like like I'm just waiting for the laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> you need, and like. What a great thing, because it did get really heavy. I mean, yeah. you had some, um, you know, uh, aside from, of course, uh, in in my mind, the racism of the indigenous people, which was like, oh. come on, can we make him a little more dimensional, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? But whatever, it's the it's the 70s. We were still in that cowboys and Indians, uh, what have Could've you. Could have been worse. I mean, we didn't see much Truly. of them. Uh, but yeah, they were very one-dimensional. Like this, it, it, you know, it, they would have been better off just having like a wild animal threat. Pretty much, <laughs> it less was expensive, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but but there was some of those scenes where they were they were in the um, towards the end when they were in the the grassy field and they they were setting fire to them. That was pretty stressful. That was like it was dramatic. I felt I was on the edge of my seat. It was action. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that scene was so beautifully shot. Yeah. And yes. and like guys, I don't know if you noticed, but <clears throat> there was a time when the um, they were Comanche. They said they were right. Yeah, yeah. they were Comanche. Or, yeah, you know, close enough. Yeah, they they were uh, they were surrounding the hotel where they were or the the, the building where the they were mission, holed up. Yeah. Oh yeah, the mission. Yeah, the mission. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And like that was that to me looked like a Caravaggio painting. I mean, it was just so much chaos going around. And in one of the scenes, it appeared that two horses collided. Oh, oh I, I missed, missed that. that. That's wild. 
it, it, yeah, it, it, I, I had to pause it and run it back. I was like, hold on, did those horses just crash into each other? A guy and a horse and a horseless or a riderless horse crashed into each other and just kind of fell right in front of the camera. And I'm like, that looked like an accident, but it couldn't have been. And it was it, like, to me, that chaos really came through and that red and that connected with me emotionally. Which is a funny counterpoint to the zany antics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was a good balance, though. Like, it never felt too jarring. Because there's some movies, especially some spaghettis, where they go from, like, wacky, slapstick almost type uh, antics to, like, you know, dark, serious <laughs> stakes. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, and just be like, yeah. they'll go from that, and they'll be like, and then they raped my sister, and I'm just like, all right, now you're just getting exploitative, and now you just you you forgot how to write, right? Like, like you need right, I believe that was Blackjack, wasn't it? That was yeah, Blackjack was a prime example yeah. of that. Yeah, it was it was zany with the zany cannibal, and then by the way, they raped my sister, and now I'm going to kill him in front of a fire, and like, yeah, whoa, you're whoa, like, whoa, whoa, back it up, buddy. That was like, a jump. Right, we were having fun yeah, there until a second ago. <laughs> Look. I'm I'm uh, Cesar Cesar Romero's Joker from Adam West's Batman. <laughs> right, scalping. Ugh. Right, scalping. Yeah, please no. Oh man. Oh, there was one part in the beginning. I I don't want to miss this before we get too far. It was right after the bandits had robbed the train, and then you have uh, Toshiro come up and he points at Gauche, 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 whatever his name is, and he's like, "What's your name?" And the you know the guy's kind of like, what do you need to know my name for? And kind of go back and forth, and he's like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I'm gonna find you, and I'm going to kill you. And I was like, oh, is this taken? If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I intend to find you. I intend to see you dead. Yes. I love this. <laughs> it was so good, and he said it with the. I think he said that with more gravitas than Liam Neeson ever will hope to have. <laughs> Mifune just was just like, I'm going to kill you. Like, oh, fuck, he's going to do that. Yeah. He's going to murder oh, that actor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Toshiro Mifune, uh, first of all, I've only heard him in Japanese. I've only, I've never heard him speak English until this movie. Oh, wow. And, and that was interesting to me. Um, but his voice carries, like... Even though I don't know Japanese, I can only read the subtitles to see what he's saying. Everything he said w- is like penetrates to the oh bone. Oh my god! That yeah. guy, he can cut you down with words and swords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he gets you all wow. different ways. <laughs> and like with the fact that he was like, "I will find you and I will kill you." I'm like, yeah. holy shit!" I thought I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, holy shit! Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> but uh, he's gonna do it. Can we talk about? The, can we talk about the train raid? Sure. So, <laughs> tell me about the train raid. I love trains, and this had a lot of trains in it. I loved every minute of it. But one thing I I liked is, and I think it's reflective of the times in which we live, is how many times they threw dynamite into the U.S. Postal Service car of this train. And I wrote in my notes, hasn't the USPS been through enough? <laughs> Must you blow it up with? Dynamite too. They used an obscene amount of dynamite, just like, like the US three times. And seriously, and 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 none of it really blew it up. It was like <laughs> they tossed a couple sticks in, and it and it 
blew out a door. And then they threw a couple more sticks of dynamite in. It's like, don't you blow up, like, don't you create mines with, with <laughs> yeah, dynamite? Like, you yeah. like, blow up mountains with that shit. Right. And you're, 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 you're just casually sky hooking it into a USPS cargo hold. Also, let's not forget that's a federal crime to tamper with mail. <laughs> exactly. I, I think I said that a few times while we were watching it. I'm like, that's a federal crime. <laughs> I don't know if they know this. That's a federal crime. Not to mention assaulting a foreign dignitary. <laughs> well, sure. Well, sure. I mean, yeah. But, like, let's start at the beginning. The, the mail. mail. You don't tamper with the mail. Hey, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for Barnaby's dime novel to come to my hick town. Don't mess with the mail. <laughs> That's it. That is a federal crime. But that but that was the coolest goddamn train raid because there there is like a staff of like federal troops on there to try you know protect the ambassador and they had this ele- it was one of the, it was actually for once we watched a a western and they had an elaborate plan to do a raid and it didn't seem overwrought. Good point. Good point. I I, I did think it was slightly unbelievable but hey, different time, mm-hmm. you know, different different uh, idealistic yeah, I mean, uh, or ideals. I take umbrage with the fact, so they start robbing the train in the back. There's some passengers or whatever, and they're like, you know, the old, hey, everybody, we're robbing this train. Be cool. Um, and then, like, later there's, like, a whole army platoon coming out of the train, and I'm like, where were they earlier? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, w- what I thought was funny was that you had the the bandits just slowly assembling their long guns in the passenger compartment. And everyone's like, oh, well, I'm just going to mind my own business. I'm sure they're allowed to have those on this train. I love that because even I think the conductor or whatever, the little ticket taker guy, like, sees them and is like, oh, oh, shit. I guess these guys are going to rob the train. And they're just kind of like <laughs> looking at him like, well, yeah, we're getting ready. I mean, you know, take some time. Pat, you're not trying to malign America's first freedom, are you? It's their right to, ca- to carry. That was the open carry car. <laughs> it's my right to open. <laughs> Just like those proud patriots that carry their AR-15s directly into Walmarts for no reason. It, it's you, my right to want extra. Have you been in a Walmart? Things get dicey. Ooh. Ooh. I like to go at like three in the morning. That's the that's the only way to go. It's like the ideal time to go that's... to a Waffle House too. Uh, coincidence? I think not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey, you wanna you wanna get weird and go go to the Walmart, look at people, and then top it off some waffles and some smothered and coveds. <laughs> yeah, I want those hash browns all the way. Let's hell do this. yeah. Oh, never go all the way, Amy. Never go all the way. <laughs> That's how I go on my vision quests. I have the all the way hash browns i mean well you got to go all the way hash browns and vision quest and walmart you got their order right right exactly that's how you get the truths of the universe that's how you smell all the colors that's how i get banned from every uh walmart on the eastern seaboard what usually what usually happens is like you have your meal at waffle house and then you go over to the walmart and you discover you still have your coffee mug <laughs> and two hours later, mind. your mug is still full and it's hot, and you don't know how that happened. I, <laughs> just, just Doris is coming up. You get warm me up, darling. Didn't even ask. Like, I'm like in my home. How, <laughs> how are you? How are you here? I mean, yes, of course I'll take a refill, but how are you here? <laughs> don't worry, baby doll. Let me just get you some more coffee. 
Then you go to the Waffle House the following day and you find out Doris has been dead since 1985. <laughs> 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 so, true story, the last time I was in a Waffle House was after a very late night partying at uh, the last Honky Tonk in Stanton, Virginia. And uh, went, to the, went to the closing party. It was wild. Dance with some some fine looking ladies wearing proper Western garb. Wore my big belt buckle with the two Virgin Marys on it. Amen. And then I ended up going to Waffle House, and uh, that's when I ordered my hash browns all the way, oh. and I just never recovered. Yeah, <laughs> just never. That's a tough one. Oh, that's a tough. You never one. go all the way. Yeah. But you know, if you're drunk off like too many Coors banquet beers, Ooh. which I was. <laughs> And you see, you look at a menu at a Waffle House. You're like, "There's, there's too many words going on here." Uh, yeah, I want hash browns. I don't know. Put a bunch of shit in them. I don't care. Just take whatever you got you in the care. back and throw them on my hash browns. Just do it. Scrape, Just do the thing. Scrape some grease off of the back. I have acquired the appetite of a raccoon. What do you have in the trash? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just skim something off the top of the garbage, and I'll eat that. <laughs> well, you know what was not garbage was this yes. movie. No, <laughs> far oh, from it. Oh, way to bring it back. The, That's a good bring it back. Segways go. Woo. <laughs> Amy, you pulled that back from the fire. I, 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 I pulled it out of the all-the-way hash browns. And here <laughs> are. All right, so legit question. Yes. Okay. Was this World War II propaganda? How so? The, well, so there was a scene where, I don't know, it's felt out of context, where Toshiro Mifune was talking about how our country, he was talking about the way of the samurai, kind of, yes. and how our country will one day put down our swords. And it's like, well, wait a second, are you talking about WW2? Like, and then Charles Bronson just kind of looked heroically off into the middle distance, and I'm like, should there be American an American flag dissolve here? Like, <laughs> Was that what this was? Did I miss something? I think he was talking about the samurai class, which is ironic because I think the samurai class was actually suppressed in real history three years before the events of this movie had taken place. But um, <laughs> no, I didn't think about it looking in that lens. Um, hmm. That's actually pretty interesting, but you're right. Be like, <laughs> yeah, we kind of beat you. I have a fun fact about samurais that I saw yeah. on a meme... So you know it's 100% true. Oh, yeah. So you know it's good. You know it's good. Apparently, uh, the the time period of the, the samurai, where the samurai were a thing, and when the fax machine was first invented, overlap. So it's possible that a samurai what? may have sent a fax. What? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, one, I'm dumbfounded. Two... I'm intrigued. Go on. Because I think the like the first I can't remember the exact dates. Uh, so our one fan, who may or may not know anything about fax machines, uh, don't don't skewer me in the zero comments that we get. Is, well, that's just Stu Senior, right? That's just y'all's dad. Yeah, right? yeah. So you can correct me if I'm All wrong. Right. But uh, I think, correct correct me if I'm wrong, Dad. Dad. Uh, <laughs> I think the first fax machine was like 1840 something and then like wow. the samurais weren't a thing anymore in like 1867 60s, or so. The 1860s. So there's some overlap between the samurais and fax machines. So well, I have yeah. I, that was the first the first fax machine was in the 19th century? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it worked kind of like telegraphs or something, you know. 
Oh man! One of the one of the I got I got two factoids for you. One's Share. about samurai. Ooh. The other one's about westerns. Okay. So, so was it the fight at the OK Corral? I think that was eighteen eighty one. I think. Um, when that happened, Major League Baseball, uh, with the exception of rules that would be overturned with de- you know the ending of dead ball, was basically playing by modern day rules, mm-hmm. and the electric light bulb had been invented. During and, the wow. OK Corral. During the fight at the OK Corral. It was just some guy in the back who didn't want to get shot that was like, man, I just want to keep the lights on. I got it. <laughs> and Zing! Other... Pow! Mm, and here's your fact about it. samurai. Is that um, up until the 1540s, uh, uh, when Japan uh, closed itself off from the rest of the world, the Spanish Empire hired samurai to guard silver shipments in Mexico. That's just a smart business move. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you read any book on management, and that's what they're going to tell you to do to protect your silver shipments. Like, that's just basic. Did you get that business interest? 101 class. Hire samurai. The, the, I've been yeah, to that's business in the, uh... school, so there's a whole class on when to hire samurai. Hauling your gold across the Isthmus of Panama. <laughs> That's, what is that business mumbo jumbo called where you're like Alpha Matrix or something? <laughs> oh Lord, there's all kinds. There's what is what is game that game theory? What do you? I don't know. Which I haven't heard that. Oh, one. but they get ranks. Then it's like a big pyramid scheme, and they they oh, they are like Sigma marketing. Seven. Oh no you're no no! But it's like a um, Six Sigma. That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love, that's in the Six Sigma booklet. Hire samurai to guard your shit. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the Six Sigmas is the samurai. <laughs> right. Why Why get a closed circuit TV or guard dogs when you can get a samurai? Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I think that's sage advice. So, see, Stu, not only are they secure, they're safe, effective, and stylish. And you know what? The Spanish Empire lasted for 300 years, so may, they may have been onto something. Yeah. Let's let's not forget they're also honorable. Like did, did we right. like look at all the love scenes that were in this western where Charles Bronson Holy shit. was going to town, you know, like uh, hanging out with 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 uh you know, cowboy old west Pam Anderson from Baywatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. And Toshiro Mifune was like Enjoying his bath at the whorehouse, just going like, no, I just want to take a bath, lady. Like, I don't know next, though. That's all. Next morning, it looked like she was gonna pay him. Yeah, <laughs> she she looked like she Let, had a good time. Can can I just say something about that? Yeah. O- honorable. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he made yeah. sure everyone had a good time. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That's I mean, something about being a, a, that was a funny re- re- receptive lover, but it's best to be an honorable lover. Like, like her hair was like more, more thick and luxurious. Yeah. Like, she, like she had a golden tone to her skin. She, oh yeah. yeah. She looked great. She had a whole new outlook well, on life. Well, and then, then in the morning, uh, I believe Charles Bronson and Toshiro Mifune woke up and just started killing again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. Which. Brief intermission yeah. at the whorehouse, and then back mm-hmm. to the sorting people to death. <laughs> Through a door. Yeah, yeah. I and, loved all the sortings. Yeah, I know yes. that's not what they're called, but that's what I'm calling them. 
the sword deaths were epic. And I love that every one of those guys got stabbed right in the red paint can. Yes. <laughs> These guys stopped at Sherwin-Williams before they started this film. Well, you know, in the Old West, you, you, you know, you never know when uh, you're going to have to stop and camp. So you got to keep little ketchup packets for that little hot dog <laughs> over the campfire. So get them that's right a, in the ketchup that's packet. A, they just they, they, oh they, well, right the ketchup packet damn. they stopped at, right the high pressure ketchup packet <laughs> they stopped at Arby's before they raided that train <laughs> got some curly fries get that oh. ketchup. get that big beef and cheddar damn it Johnny you know I love my big beef and cheddar <laughs> oh man Shit. so towards the end we get to where. Uh, you know, we, we, we find the anime cowboys again, yes. and they're all hid out in uh, what appears to be, like, I don't know how they got access to shoot in that ancient, what appeared to be built into the cliffside, unless that was a set. That was yeah, a that set, because was... this, according to IMDb, this was all filmed in Spain. Wow. That looked That cool. was a beautiful set. Yeah. Yeah. I love their hideout. Dang. That was so cool. I, I want that hideout. Uh, me too. I'll take another. I'll take one of those. I'll just put it in my backyard next to the next to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> next to the volcano with my face carved on the side. Fucking a. Uh, so they. Uh, what happens? Bronson and 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 Mifune just kind of are. Do they uh, st- uh, uh, scope it out first? They creep in through the barn. I'm trying to remember. Right? Well, they. Because they, wait no the. Um, they were waiting at the whorehouse because that's where Gosh's girlfriend. Oh right, Christina. right, right. And then uh, some of the other bandits showed up, and that's where they—that's mm. where they killed them at the whorehouse, and then sent right. one back to be like, "Hey, tell him we got his girlfriend." That's yeah. right. That's right. And then, then he, but he comes back to the mission. Uh, with a, at the same time the Comanche do, I was unclear about why the Comanche were there. Yeah, that didn't make much sense either. I wasn't really sure why they were just. It was we called it Deus Ex Comanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. It's like the story but, says that Comanche need to show up, so they did. Yeah. Well, and and it was really cool because it was like we're surrounded. Uh, you know. We're gonna stay. We're gonna cut down the grass. We're gonna stake our claim right here. We're gonna kill everybody that comes through, and that was really freaking cool. And then they, they, they tie that piece of rawhide yeah. around Christina's neck. Yeah, uh, I think that the the bad guys do. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. As I don't know why was that like a if if I can't have her nobody if nobody can have her well, or like was, was that just um, to draw them out? The I think the Comanche were trying to kidnap her for you know she was trying to get oh, away right. and then the one guy grabbed her so she. I thought she was pretty badass. She like grabbed his knife and stabbed him, and then the other right in the back, yeah. yeah. And then the other uh, Comanche were like, "Well, I guess she has to die now." So they just, yeah, they were gonna like watch her choke to death. I was like, "Go, oh, that's yeah, that's crazy. That's gruesome. It was gruesome." But here's the thing: it, 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 there's all the here's here's my complaint. That scene was so badass with them in the tall grass and the fire all around, and them like fighting back to back against. Uh, not only the bandits but also the Comanche and just doing it great and then uh, you know Christina had the rawhide and she was slowly choking and Toshiro grabs out his his uh, sword and and Charles runs like no 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 I got this 
and shoots the knot of the rawhide, <laughs> and all of the coolness that they'd built up was just like, oh, guys. <laughs> I know. He was like, oh, it's so tight, you're going to cut her neck. And then he shoots it off of her. I was like, okay, because that was safer. Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right, great job. High five, old yeah. Charles Bronson. If any, if anything, Toshiro right. has shown that he knows how to handle knives. I think he'd be the expert in this situation. I'm saying, but no, no, no. Let me and my American metal gun take care of this. My American penis <laughs> metal thing. I'm just going to bam, shoot from the hip without aiming. I'm just going to point at the knot like the do. Pew, pew. And like, nah, nah, you dumbasses. Yeah, yeah, Thur- yeah. thoroughly. I had a note on that. And, uh, yeah, but the tall grass, like, I couldn't get enough of that. Like, at first I was like, I don't know where we are. I don't I don't know if we – do we have tall grass like that in America? I'm sure we do, but oh, it yeah. seemed like almost like sugar cane. Right. I was like, it looked like Honey, I Shrunk the Cowboys. Like, they were real tiny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, honey, I Shrunk the Cowboys, Samurai, and Comanche. Yeah. The whole thing. Like, you know, like someone's toys came to life. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh man it did look super cool it though. was cool like it, like, it got very me. It, cool it won me over very quickly because it added such a level of tension because you couldn't tell who was coming but then they went into the grass so then it was like they can't see each other oh it was so yeah. cool that was good the fog of war was amazing. and like it, it was also like those shots were quite beautiful you had the the, the layers of composition that mm-hmm. i was like Oh, this is actually really smart. Yeah, you know, this is great. This movie was made with a lot of love. Like it's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. And I think if I were in the presence of Toshiro Mifune, Mifune and Charles Bronson at the same time, I'd probably feel intimidated to make the best work of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean that's a great motivator. It was so good. That's also in Six Sigma. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Motivate your team right. with Charles Bronson and Toshiro Mifune. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys and Samurais. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Have a silver set shipment? Hire Samurai. <laughs> Need to motivate? Low productivity? <laughs> motivate your employees? Bring in Charles Bronson. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Works every time. Yeah. Now- and, I mean, like, do we talk about the twist ending? Do we talk about the, the betrayal? Oh, I think we need to. Oh, yes. Before, before oh. we get to the 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 twist, um, I need to talk about. We see some spear throwing, which I had a real problem with. The spear throwing I thought was very weak. I gave it a zero out of five for spear throwing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had such strong opinions about. Well, spear every time throwing. I saw a spear being thrown, it was the most half-hearted. Even when they threw <laughs> uh, the, the the fire thing into the mission, it was like, eh, eh. <laughs> Yeah. And the spears, yeah. I was like, they weren't even throwing them straight. They were almost like sideways, like spear. Uh, it, it was it. It was like the chess club throwing with their offhand. Yes, yeah, it was like <laughs> like what? Uh, get in there, uh, right? More to the uh, and and to build on that, there's the scene where they're trying to light the what remains of that mission on fire, and mm-hmm. it looks like chaos, but not like 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 a frenzied, furious chaos. This is just like incompetent gra- uh, grab ass you know they're just like uh, uh just, oh no the fire shit throw it oh we started the fire but we don't know what, uh, i don't know what to do about it yeah yeah doesn't one of those comanche warriors get like trapped 
in I think so in the mission yeah. like I seem to remember well, he, a, 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 horse, like, a horse right and a rider like, yeah <laughs> yeah it, like like he pulled in and then he was like oh I, I don't know how to find my way out now it's like what do you what yeah that doesn't seem right it you're was, bad at this. these are elite warriors yeah guys. elite warriors I didn't get that I think we were supposed to be scared of them as elite warriors but we, they didn't portray them that well as, oh, like, absolutely not. No, no, no. as like these guys are badasses and they're gonna like destroy us it was more like these guys are a real nuisance wish they weren't around <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> weakly lobbing spears at us it would have been more effective <laughs> if they replaced each comanche warrior with don knots oh god <laughs> why well just pushing his hat further up on his head Gotta well i think you both better maybe. get out and scram <laughs> well let me go try to softly lob a spear at him andy <laughs> oh no oh, oh dang <laughs> andy them them spears aren't going in i i need another pork chop sandwich <laughs> Now I gotta wonder if Don Knotts was ever in a movie with Charles Bronson. I want to see that. Oh god. Oh man. <laughs> Let's. Let, I mean, that's an IMDb search that one could do <laughs> if one were. In- oh, all right. Google. All right. Okay. We got the Google box. Okay, to the Google box. To the Google box. Before we get to the thrilling conclusion. Oh, of oh, Red Sun. Red Sun. Oh. Apparently, this was. I think this was originally a French movie. Yeah, I think it was called like That's what I was wondering. Yeah, according to yeah, according to um IMDb, it was originally released as Soleil Rouge. Uh how do you find All right, how do you find on IMDb what movies they've done together? Uh um, I don't know. Well, I'm going to Don Don Knotts and Charles Bronson. Together In. at last. Fun for the whole family this Christmas. <laughs> uh, uh, I get... Uh, <laughs> all right, so I think the closest we got... <laughs> thank God. Oh, yeah. Is, is Charles Bronson on the Andy Griffith Show on The Simpsons. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> so what? someone else has had this thought. What? Well, at least we're not alone. Oh, man. Yeah. Now I'm going down to Emmett's fix-it shop to fix Emmett. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something tells me, like, if there is a film, we got to find that and watch it. Until then, I will cue up that Simpsons clip to make me laugh and smile later. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) I might do that, too. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. I'll send it around in the chat. That brings us to... I guess the, the climax step. of the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, man, right, right. it was good. Oh, my God, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have the bandits so, fighting. You know, they're, they're, you know samurai and, and cowboy have teamed up with the bandits they've been they've sought out to kill mm-hmm. to fight the, the Comanche so that they don't all die. But then, just when our samurai, our lovely samurai guy is about to hack... Into gauche. What does Charles Bronson do? Pew! Yes. Shoots him. Mm-hmm. Kills him dead. Yep. I don't need the money. <laughs> oh, man. What a brutal... Like, why did Charles Bronson kill... Like, he shot 
Toshiro Mufune in the gut when he was about to stab Ghosh. The, the coolest anime enemy ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think oh. he, you know, I think he, because he still hadn't found out where the money was. And then Ghosh turns around mm. and shoots him some more. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, then Charles Bronson turns around and shoots Ghosh after he goes to his samurai friend. Like, oh no. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I kind of liked that because then he kind of took over the, the mission for him. It was like, oh, he did have a sense of honor after all. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you kind of saw um, in that moment um, a quick change of heart, which, um, you know, as much as Charles Bronson acts with his face, which he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You could almost read some human emotion on his face mm-hmm. there that wasn't urge to kill. <laughs> yeah, which is Charles but Bronson most days. Most days, Charles Bronson urge Charles Bronson's urge to kill is just through the roof. <laughs> it's it's glandular. <laughs> but that was I, I thought like that moment was shocking. It was a shocking moment. I was so sad. Like, yeah, I, was... I I actually exclaimed. I was like, no. I was really hoping I, he would behead Ghosh. I was that's what praying I wanted. for it. <clears throat> Just see it yeah, tumble across the plains. Pretty... Yeah, but I thought that was a very, like, I don't know. It seemed like a very samurai-type ending. Like, yeah, he's talking about how there's not many samurai left, and that's part of the reason he wants to complete this quest, not only to avenge his fallen brother, but to win back the honor of his emperor. Uh, but also, mm-hmm. you know, as to close out, like, hey, this is my last ride, and it really was. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, it was tragic. And was and very... Stu, just just out of curiosity, yeah, you said you wanted to see Ghost's head rolling across the plains. Are you talking in a tumbleweed kind of situation? But it's an actual head. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you were thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, buddy. Rolling, <laughs> Me too. Rolling, rolling. This Get guy's really head. dead. Get that head a rolling. His head's rolling. Samurai. Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like y'all's yes. better. I can't. I can't think of lyrics on the fly like that. Uh, yeah. That, that, that now we got to compose a new theme for the show for this episode, right? Right. Like. Yeah. That's the only way to do this proper yeah we gotta gotta (laughs) update everything you gotta update it rolling 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 and i this head's a rolling samurai samurai (laughs) samurai i love it but yeah it was it was a tragic death and then charles bronson just sat there and 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 like with seeming like real remorse held him and 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 listened to him and and Buried him did. right yeah, there in the field. I get the impression that Bronson's intention was merely to to maim uh, Mifune's character, and instead, you know, Ghosh then spun around and just finished, finished the job. Him off. Yeah, because there was a scene uh, earlier where he made um, uh, Kuroda. What's his character's name? I can't remember because they never said each other's names to each other. Kuroda, where he told him Kuroda. he made him promise um, not to kill Ghosh until he said so. So I think he was uh, trying to, you know, he was trying to be like, no, don't kill him yet. And, you know. Oh, yeah, you're right. And uh, Oh, inter- interesting take. So. So he was just shooting Toshiro Mifune to stop him. Right. And then Ghosh turned around and finished the job. Yeah. Therefore, 
Oh man. So. And and yeah, wow. Yep. Yep. Yeah, tragic death. Yeah. yeah so uh, in in the old west. Very sad. And then. Very sad. But yeah. But but he uh, Charles Bronson then goes back to uh, where once where once uh, back to once he came yes. as it were. Yes. Where it all began. And. and With an exploding rail car. <laughs> and decides to <laughs> hilariously <laughs> toss the sword. Over over the telegraph lines, like a pair of sneakers on a phone pole in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I was really confused by that. Because first of all, I was like, what if they don't see it? Number right. one. Number two, why wouldn't you hand it to the damn ambassador? He might give you a reward. He's all about that Monet. Mm-hmm. 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 Charles Bronson did not take the Six Sigma course. No, <laughs> on how to properly return a ceremonial sword. Yeah, I, well, I think yeah, Charles yeah. Bronson was late to like, oh, uh, the smell of early times is uh, ebbing on my body. I need to go fix that. Yeah, yeah, he was like, uh, no. Wait, hold on, I missed that. What about the early times? Uh, it's like Charles Bronson had to leave early because he needed to go drink early times. <laughs> like, I don't Wait, he needed to drink his own face. Yeah, he's, he's, he, was, he was he was he was he was late to find bottom shelf bourbon. <laughs> Come on, I need to go. The store closes at six. <laughs> yeah, sun- what a weird way to deposit a ceremonial sword is all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you there. I thought that was really odd. I mean, maybe he was afraid that they would arrest him for being a part of the train robbery, but I'm like, and they, I mean, I don't know. I think they might forgive you if you returned some of the stolen goods. Well, I would love to be the uh, receiving um, curator at the Smithsonian when they get this sword to write the provenance for it. Be like, this was uh, crafted in the uh, in an ancient um, Japanese uh, sword maker. His name is the the Master of Osaka. Uh, it was a gift uh, supposed to be given as a gift to uh, President Grant. It was stolen by uh, bandits. Uh, one who is really handsome, but you could just really want to slap around. <laughs> <laughs> and that's scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I liked about the villain, oh, Gosh, he had like an ass-kicking outfit. Because I remember oh, they yeah. were at the, the lair, and the, the guy comes back and is like, yeah, they got your girlfriend, the guy wants his sword back. And he like goes behind the curtain and comes back with his like good vest with a couple of chains on it. And he's like, yeah, all right, he's, I'm he's, ready, he's ready to go. I'm ready to fuck some people up. <laughs> got, got my got my ass kicking vest on. Oh yeah, clean. He keeps it clean and pressed for whatever asses need kicking. <laughs> as, as as clean as you can keep something in the old west right, of right. Spain. In a yeah. filthy, filthy stone lair. Yeah, he's um, surrounded by a guy, you know, like various various hoodlums, and one guy who I think he was supposed to be wearing a sombrero, but it looked like a wizard hat. Yeah, hey, that brings us into some of our segments. That brings me into the the coot watch. Oh, the coot watch. This extraordinary creature is half blind, half deaf. It's that old coot. Oh, the coot watch. I had a couple of coots. I liked cowboy wizard coot because it did look like a wizard hat. You're a um, cowboy, Harry. Yeah, you're a cowboy, Harry. A magical God cowboy. damn it, guys. 
You know, I would watch a a Western magical school series of movies. So somebody go write that. I'll 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 eat that up. Question: Are the kids are the kids from the school grown up and now old West cowboys, or are they kid cowboys? Two Ks. What? Yes. You know. Whiz, yeah. Whiz I kid mean, like cowboys. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Whiz kid cowboys. W K K. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Is that is that the whole thing? And they have a radio station. <laughs> w K K. The Whiz. We bring the tunage and the buffoonage. <laughs> I love and hate you guys equally right now. This is so good. <laughs> Your morning drive to the Pony Express. Oh, God. If you're 9.95 right now, you're f- fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously they hire out for the for the talent on air because otherwise it would just be children. Yes. <laughs> they, don't have the, they don't have the base range to do the drive time. That's the headmaster. Jokery. <laughs> the headmaster does the drive time. Yeah. Got it. Understood. Yeah, but so H- Hagger the horrible or whatever. Right. So Wizard Coot was up there, but I think my favorite Coot was in the beginning. I called him the Dynamite Coot because he was an old fella handling the dynamite. Yeah. And let me tell you, my favorite moment. So they make a hole in the car. He he It takes him a while. He uses his cigarette to light the dynamite. Then he, he shoves it in the car. He like, And instead of leaping away, he leaps under. Yeah. Train. <laughs> and I was like, that's not how dynamite works, but okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, I mean, I, I could, I could, yeah, that was a good coot moment. Yeah. Um, Especially with the handshaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Someone's telling him to hurry no. up. Yeah, that's good coot. Yeah. That, that's good cooting right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we, or, now, all right, all right. Do we have a goon segment or is it only coots? Uh, I think. Goons can be a sub-segment of coots, you know. We've had a bit of a coot drought, so I think we can throw in some goons. <laughs> All right, because really, the there was a goon in the in the uh, bandits' camp mm-hmm. whose face uh, looked like a uh, hmm, how to put this a robust and lumpy potato. <laughs> oh, that's a good goon. <laughs> I mean, that is resembling, re- he resembled the Dick Tracy villain to me, <laughs> and I was quite happy about that. Nice. And uh, that's, that's for Coot Watch, I'm going to go ahead and call uh, Goon with a Dick Tracy villain face Potato <laughs> from goon. scene 37. Yes. <laughs> so good. So good. Did you spot any Coots there, Stu? I, I mean, I was so dead set on trying to... F- fulfill the saloon search that I didn't really pay attention to too many coots. Although I did oh. notice that during the course of the uh, train raid, um, yeah, you know, there, there seemed to be a lot of just like people would spend a lot of time outside and in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just saying things like okay. this. And like, Whoa. <laughs> I almost forgot train conductor coot. He kept leaning out of the train going like, get oh. out of the way of the train. Get out of the way of the train. There's a train on the track. He was, yeah. He was a solid coot, and also when the when the bandits were assembling their long guns, was just cooted right out of there. Oh, oh I'm oh. I'm out of my depths. They don't pay me enough for this. Right. Nope. Well, butter my biscuits. I'm getting off this train. 
I need to get a All new job. All cinnamon peaches. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, we, I think I think there are plenty of coots in this movie once you dig a little bit deeper. This was a good. This was good. We we hadn't had a lot of coots, so this one definitely delivered. I was happy with the coots. Yeah. In their natural uh, habitat. And and Stu. Mm-hmm. Stu, what 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 are you thinking about the saloon search? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't, uh, we did not, didn't yield results. We had no saloons, but I will say this: uh, as opposed to a saloon search this time, I will ask you all to enjoy the hospitality of the hotel, Maxine. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Which I wanted all the furniture from that whorehouse. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, exactly, because there was no bar, so I was just like, "There's no saloon here." I mean, you could get a drink here, and there's, you know, they it was. It was funny. I like the hotel. It looked like an old west hotel, kind of like Victorian, like uh, like wallpaper, rich mahogany fixtures. And then you open up a don't door. Forget, and, don't forget the drapery. And, yeah. The drapery. Oh, yeah. Thick, heavy drapery. Charles Dickens would approve. Um, <laughs> but you, as this the scene progresses, as you enter into the Hotel Maxine, there's a side room. That is like got lots of plush furniture and you know settees and couches, and it's it's filled with hookers. And I said, "Look, Aim." And I remember watching this. And I said, "Look, hookers in their natural habitat." Yeah, like that's where they <laughs> frolic oh, wow. and play. Here we see the hookers coming towards the watering hole. Oh no! Searching out ch- cheap gin and vodka. I like that they were all wearing like really flowy like gossamer garments mm-hmm. it seemed a little outlandish well, as as uh, old west hookers like want to do in their natural habitat true right <laughs> lounge oh, in uh, negligee yes i mean in in richly embroidered uh oddly shaped furniture i expected more <laughs> giggling with how they were like positioned like i thought the men would walk in and they'd be like <laughs> But I did not get the giggling. No, they were all business. Yeah. They remember they were getting someone out of there. Yeah, they're just like, all right, cool, great, mm-hmm. cool, right. bye. Pay it's your like, tab. no, these whores mean business. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> and to fill up the space left by uh, the leaks, unfortunate saloon search, I wanted to cover something that is increasingly important to me: our deadfalls. <laughs> there are some oh. nice falls out of windows and off of roofs in this movie, and I there loved were. it. There like were. one guy get there's a fight at this at at the old mission towards the end of the movie and there's like an old guy who falls out out of the belt belfry. Yes. <laughs> it was truly a magnificent dive from the belfry. Mm-hmm. I mean that was excellent. The only thing I I I could say to do it better would to be the uh, the would w- w- would to uh, uh, improve the foreground shot much like. Uh, I forget which one it was. I don't. Was it Jack Black? Jack Black? Was it Black Jack as well? Jack Black. <laughs> was it Jack Black? I love him in Tenacious D. Yeah. Uh, where he falls off the the roof and into a bucket. Yeah, it looks yes. like he falls into a bucket. That yeah. was excellent. But you know they did it pretty good. I mean it is from the Belfry, so like kudos for that. Well done. Yes. So so there you have it. Enjoy the hospitality of the Hotel Maxine. Yes. <laughs> well. So um, and how. What do we got? We got postcard moments. Yes. Postcard oh. moment. Let oh. me tell you. We see this beautiful vista of, of mountains with snow caps on them. And th- there's the rail line. And then there's that beautiful train, like smoke coming out of it. It's just like, oh, it's a beautiful just set piece. 
I'll buy a dozen of those postcards, please. Amy, do you have a favorite postcard moment? Oh, my gosh. It's so hard to pick. This movie was truly beautiful. Um, I really liked the tall grass. I think at one point they were looking out from the mission, like, into the distance to try and see if they could tell where the Comanche were. And I don't That was just – it looked so pretty. You could see the grass kind of flowing lightly in the breeze. I, I liked that one. So I have a very, I mentioned the dissolve with the red sun. Oh, that, that was, was just, mm, mm. but I actually have a better postcard moment. Cause the thing with postcards is they are oftentimes less nuanced than a composed photograph. True. So you've you got, it speaks, you know, boldly. And so there is a scene that appears to be a simple shot of just the mountain ranges from a mountain top. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're looking a little bit down in the valley and the camera moves slightly to the left and who do we see cresting the hill but Toshiro Mufune, Charles Bronson, and Christina, the Baywatch blonde cowgirl. Yes. Yeah. And, oh my God. And they were so close. And it was like you could see the muscles on the horse. You could you could smell them practically. And that, yeah. oh my God, that shot inspired me. That was, it gave me goosebumps. And describing it oh. is also I cranking my postcard yank. I don't... <laughs> I don't want that as a. Post- I immediately regret saying it like that. I'm gonna call HR. <laughs> what what is it, Charles Amy? Bronson on your ass. <laughs> what do the lawyers say? Uh, eh, you know they're they're too drunk to give an opinion, so you're fine, Pat. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, they're all at max scenes. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that, y'all. Yeah. Pat, I don't I don't want that as a postcard. I want that as a poster, like, like a big movie beautiful. movie poster size. You know, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, put that yeah, put move- that in my basement bar. Hell yeah. Well. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, that'll bring us well, to who brought the face. He happens to be a sweet looking dude. Yes. Who indeed? Oh, shut up. So, okay, this oh, one's who, easy. Who didn't bring the face? Yeah, yeah. This one's so easy. Like, it is hard to pick a winner. Uh, I had to give it to uh, Toshiro. Yeah. My oh, God. Man. His face. His face. Like, but which one? Okay, I have which one, in one mind. of his faces. I have one in mind. Oh, I am. I hope you were saying that. Yeah. Um. So there was the scene. It was when they were on the mountain, and I have a couple issues with the scene, but his face was amazing. So they're on the mountain, and it's clearly very cold because you got Christine wearing a fur coat, you got Charles Bronson wearing a heavy coat. For some reason, if Toshiro decides to strip down. And sit, and I guess I'm assuming it was a hot spring on the mountain. Like he's going to just. You assume? I did not make that assumption. Yeah, I don't know. I it doesn't look warm. It doesn't it look does warm. Not. But I'm like, I don't know what possessed him to do this. But he takes off all of his clothes. He's just wearing his underthings and his swords, everything in a pile. And then he walks like 25 yards to this pool. <laughs> right. And like, so I'm like, never before has he been like this with his belongings. He's like leaving his stuff off in the distance. Yards. So then mm-hmm. Charles Bronson steals his shit and then <laughs> uses the and is like, I'm not gonna give you your shit back unless you promise not to kill Gosh until I say so. And he's like, No. And like the way he says no in his yeah. face, you're like, he is so dead like he is like, I will kill him with my bare hands and my underwear if I have to. No, <laughs> I believe now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when he says no, 
there seemed to be a slight camera shake. Yes. As if when he said no, it rattled the the very bones of the earth. Yes, like <laughs> I felt that no. I was like, he's yeah. serious. He is drop dead serious. He is a fucking a yes and that face he had looking at him i was like i had to like look away i'm like i'm i think he took a couple years off my life with that look like oh yeah damn so i i give it to him for the face just iron jawed toshiro yeah he meant business oh wow he's so good yes Stu, who brought the face uh this you know i always defer to amy on this because she's got a uh, her finger on the pulse, but um, finger, on gotta, the face. A finger on finger the face. Finger on the face. I will. I'm my mine. It'll be a fist in the face because I loved to hate Gauche. He, he's mm. my winner of of face. He just had such great villain energy. Like I, I hated his guts, but he looked so good doing awful things. He did. What, right. He, he he he, especially with his like. What were they? Blue eyes, like steel yeah. blue eyes. Holy he smokes! Just... Yeah. Oh yeah. Like right Incredible. down to like his like just wearing his one glove with the trigger finger exposed. The details, man. The details. That was so rad. That is the finger that is on the face. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your eye. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. So, so we obviously have to give Charles Bronson a face moment. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's got so. But much. I'm gonna choose. He so many so many just like deadpan, cool as a cucumber. I loved the scene where he takes Toshiro Mifune's clothes and because his face, he knows that he has him. Oh, yeah. He's like I've I've got this. However, my favorite Charles Bronson face moment is right at the beginning when they're sleeping uh, by the campfire, <clears throat> and Charles Bronson creeps up to get his boots, and he's creeping, and. Like Charles Bronson's creeping face, <laughs> that is a face from Charles Bronson I have not seen before. I love that because then he's too. summarily caught. Yes, and it's like, oh, 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 god! Right, and he's it's like, oh, didn't mean it. I wasn't You're doing right. nothing. He's got a face that suddenly says, <laughs> <laughs> right before he gets caught. Well, and also. The zany music of him creeping. It's like, it's its really quite wonderful. It was a little so Scooby-Doo. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. Oh, this movie, man. I mm-hmm. really liked it a lot. And I think anyone who likes westerns, and heck, if you like samurai movies, oh, you're yeah. probably going to like this a lot. If you like buddy cop movies. Yeah. True, like, yeah. I, I wish this, like, I was like, oh, man, this would have been such a cool mini. Like, I wanted to see more of them together, like, doing stuff. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, whoever thought of putting this together and then failed to put anything else together with Charles Brunson, Toshiro Mifune. Tragedy. So good. Tragedy. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. So, I Just mean. Absolutely. Well done, everybody. This was mm. really good. I'm tempted to give it a six out of six. Me? You know what? I'm, yeah. It's a classic, I think. I'm, Maybe a five. I, I'm going to give it a. I'm giving it full six out of six samurai swords. I was oh, yeah. I was about to say I'm giving it six ceremonial diplomatic swords. I'll give it six <laughs> six sworded sworded bandits. Come on, I was about to say, come six on, finish it. Six out of six sworded bandits. I'm I'm gonna give Skewered. it six hastily thrown sideways spears. <laughs> Stab a guy with a sword through a door and then wipe the blade on his ass. 
Oh, oh. you can't get oh. more hardcore than that, man. Stone cold. <laughs> Stone cold. St- well, I just killed your dumb ass. Guess you don't need that anymore. Right. Not going to dirty my clothes. You're dead. <laughs> I don't need to give a shit. You'd- Great film, y'all. Yeah. Really great. I had such, what a thrill ride. It's that on was, YouTube. It's free. It's on, Everyone should watch it. It's amazing. Yep. Oh yeah. It's a bit on the long side, but it doesn't feel long. No. It's uh yeah, I, I would have watched more of it. I was I was yeah. sorry to see it end. <laughs> uh well I guess uh I guess that does it for us, huh? I think so. I think so. This is uh, well. This is uh, this has been another fun episode here. At least I think so. That's pretty bold of me to, to <laughs> say your it's own good. show. Bold of you to presume. Well, hey, really bold there, Stu. <laughs> if you don't like your own show, who else is gonna like it? I think this is good. If you don't think this is good, then you suck. <laughs> oh, man, don't insult our only fan. <laughs> As, sorry, sorry, Stu Senior. Sorry, right. Bob. <laughs> As always, I am one host. Stu Kaufman. I am another host, Amy McLeod. I am an periodic uh, recurring guest host, Pat Jarrett. I was about to say, come on, Pat, stick the landing. <laughs> you got to put a button on it, Pat. I, I, the, the landing is my own name, and I, I am want to forget my own name sometimes. So, yeah, I appreciate the support, y'all. <laughs> anyway, y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Yeah! <laughs>